Section 1 of Selected Interviews with Robert G. Ingersoll, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Prologue and Interviewer's Questions read by Michelle Fry, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Ingersoll's Responses read by Ted DeLorme. Interview Title Orators and Oratory. Published in The Sketch, London, England, March 21, 1894. Prologue. It was at his own law office in New York City that I had my talk with that very notable American, Colonel Robert G. Ingersoll. Bob Ingersoll, Americans call him affectionately. In a company of friends, it is the Colonel a more interesting personality it would be hard to find and those who know even a little of him will tell you that a bigger-hearted man probably does not live suppose a well-knit frame grown stouter than it once was and a fine strong face with a vivid gleam in the eyes a deep uncommonly musical voice clear-cut decisive and a manner entirely delightful yet tinged with a certain reserve introduce a smoking cigar the smoke rising in little curls and billows then imagine a rugged sort of picturesqueness in dress and you get not by any means the man but still some notion of bob ingersoll colonel ingersoll stands at the front of american orators the natural thing therefore was that i should ask him a master in the art about oratory what he said i shall give in his own words precisely as i took them down from his lips for in the case of such a good commander of the old english tongue that is of some importance but the wonderful limpidness the charming pellucidness of ingersoll can only be adequately understood when you also have the finishing touch of his facile voice first question I should be glad if you would tell me what you think the differences are between English and American oratory. There is no difference between the real English and the real American orator. Oratory is the same the world over. The man who thinks on his feet, who has the pose of passion, the face that thought illumines, a voice in harmony with the ideals expressed who has logic like a column and poetry like a vine who transfigures the common dresses the ideals of the people in purple and fine linen who has the art of finding the best and noblest in his hearers and who in a thousand ways creates the climate in which the best grows and flourishes and bursts into blossom that man is an orator no matter of what time of what country if you were to compare individual english and american orators recent or living orators in particular what would you say i have never heard any of the great english speakers and consequently can pass no judgment as to their merits except such as depends on reading i think however the finest paragraph ever uttered in great britain was by curran in his defense of rowan i have never read one of mr gladstone's speeches only fragments i think he lacks logic bright was a great speaker but he lacked imagination and the creative faculty 
disraeli spoke for the clubs and his speeches were artificial we have had several fine speakers in america i think that thomas corwin stands at the top of the natural orators sergeant s prentice the lawyer was a very great talker henry ward beecher was the greatest orator that the pulpit has produced theodore parker was a great orator in this country however probably daniel webster occupies the highest place in general esteem which would you say are the better orators speaking generally the american people or the english people i think americans are on the average better talkers than the english i think england has produced the greatest literature of the world but i do not think england has produced the greatest orators of the world i know of no english orator equal to webster or corwin or beecher would you mind telling me how it was you came to be a public speaker a lecturer an orator we call this america of ours free and yet i found it was very far from free our writers and our speakers declared that here in america church and state were divorced i found this to be untrue i found that the church was supported by the state in many ways that people who failed to believe certain portions of the creeds were not allowed to testify in courts or to hold office it occurred to me that some one ought to do something toward making this country intellectually free and after a while i thought that i might as well endeavor to do this as wait for another this is the way in which i came to make speeches it was an action in favor of liberty i have said things because i wanted to say them and because i thought they ought to be said perhaps you will tell me your methods as a speaker for i'm sure it would be interesting to know them sometimes and frequently i deliver a lecture several times before it is written i have it taken by a shorthand writer and afterwards written out at other times i have dictated a lecture and delivered it from manuscript the course pursued depends on how i happen to feel at the time sometimes i read a lecture and sometimes i deliver lectures without any notes this again depending much on how i happen to feel so far as methods are concerned everything should depend on feeling attitude gestures voice emphasis should all be in accord with and spring from feeling from the inside is there any possibility of your coming to england and i need hardly add of your coming to speak i have thought of going over to england and i may do so there is an england in england for which i have the highest possible admiration the england of culture of art of principle end of orators and oratory